0: Hello, everybody. Welcome. You are on the Ask Wildman show. And that's right. Miles is not here. You got a guest host. You're just stuck with me today. Uh, I'm your host, Mike Hanna. I'm Miles' partner over at Wildman Web Solutions right here in lovely Lawrence, Kansas. And our good friend Miles is out in Colorado. He's on vacation right now. So we wish him uh, a happy and a safe Vacation out there in Colorado, and uh, don't worry, he'll be back next week, and we'll be back to normal right here on the show. But uh, today, like I said, you're stuck with me, and in full transparency, Miles has the login to the Ask Wildman email account, and so I didn't get to access any of the questions you may have sent us uh, since the last show on Wednesday. Uh, however, we got to have some fun topics to talk about uh, for you today, and If you uh, if you want to tune in next week, we'll make sure, of course, to get those uh, questions answered on next week's show. Uh, But, yeah, today I thought we'd change gears a little bit and actually talk about some sales, uh, some sales, uh, just theory, uh, some sales cycle uh, theory and how that applies to your marketing game. uh, And what you should be taking into account from your sales when you actually go and construct your marketing campaign. Uh, but feel free to jump in with any questions whatsoever. I'd uh, be happy to talk about everything uh, or anything that you want to know. I know a lot about a little. Uh, so if it's if it's tech-related, tech you know, Miles is probably going to be the best person uh, to throw those questions at next week. Uh, but I'll be happy to take a stab at it. So uh, feel free to jump in the comments there and leave any questions that you have. Or if you just have some comments of your own, you want to jump into the discussion uh, that we're having, or fire some stuff back and forth. I'm more than happy to have you do that as well. Uh, before we get started, though, I want to remind you that we do have a free toolkit available. If you're just getting started with digital uh, marketing, or you know, just getting your kind of your digital profile set up, your business in general, uh, we have some great tools for you for free at our website, uh, Wildman Web com. We also have some articles on there uh, that you could take advantage of as well. Uh, just some free resources uh, for businesses right now in the age of COVID. That's why we're doing this show every single Wednesday at 11 a.m. Uh, just to put out some resources to the community, ask or answer any questions that y'all want to ask us, and uh, be here to serve you. So that's what it's all about. And uh, again, please, uh, you know, spread the show. Tell people about the show. Uh, give us some likes, give us some comments if, if you're getting value out of the show, and feel free to spread it and share it. Uh, right now, though, like I said, we're going to talk about uh, some sales, something that we don't normally talk about on the show. Uh, but I thought this would be a good opportunity since Miles is gone and I can't really talk to about all the great tech things that he does. Uh, that we talk a little bit about a sales, and then like I said we're going to we're going to loop that back into how that applies to your marketing in general. So uh, the first thing I want to do is just kind of back up. And in my former life, when I was a, a sales uh, manager slash trainer, I uh, would you know, start out at every single sales session, training session, just explaining to people you know, the, just the real basic ideas of what kind of psychology we want to have when we're talking about selling. And I think that there's a lot of confusion about it uh, and, and people overcomplicate it. So the first thing I wanna do is you know, when we talk about selling, what are we actually talking about? And the way I define selling is just a transfer of feeling. It's getting somebody excited or somebody to feel the same way about something that you do. And uh, It doesn't have anything to do with, with business really or money, it, it certainly can. Uh, but you know the example I give all the time is that if I called you up and I was really excited about a movie I just went and saw and I told you the plot lines and I told you how great the actors were and I said, you got to go see it. You got to go see it. This is a great movie. And then you went out and you grabbed some friends and you went and saw that movie. I sold you on going to see that movie. Been, didn't have a transaction, so to speak, monetarily wise, but it was a, a feeling. It was, a, it was a, a, a thought or an emotion or belief that I transferred over to you. And so that's what good selling is doing is we're just transferring the feeling about a product or service over to our, our end consumer. Uh, and the reason that you know we we don't just it, we have a sales process and a sales cycle. We just don't go out there and sh- spread all our good feelings around. Is because people don't like to be sold to, right? Nobody likes to be sold to. We, you know, When you walk into a department store you know, and a person says, hey, can I, how can I help you? We always say, oh, no, no, I'm just looking, right? Even if we're not, you nobody's know, just looking. That's why we're in the store. Uh, it's usually to buy something. Uh, but we don't like to be sold to. We like to, we like to buy things. Uh, and people like to buy things from those who they know, like, and trust. So that's always really important that we come with some sort of a rapport uh, and some sort of knowledge, some sort of understanding, some sort of way to convey to the customer that uh, we are looking out for their best interest and, and that we are, whether it's our product or service, is going to be the best fit for them uh, and not the other way around. We don't try to, you know, to go top down. We try to go bottom up, so to speak. And that goes a little bit back into what we were talking about last week with content marketing and why you want to position yourself as as giving value and not just always asking for a sale. Uh, But what I really wanted to talk about today are a couple of key things. Uh, The first thing we need to understand is our our sales cycle or our our buying cycle, so to speak. And and that's in terms, usually we think about that in terms of length. Uh, And then the next thing we want to think about is our funnel and i'll break down uh funnels you know funnels get thrown where it gets thrown around a lot uh, today especially in digital marketing um uh, we're going to go kind of an old school approach with it uh though and then the last thing that we're going to talk about is your marketing bridge uh, all three very important things that you need to spend a lot of time on especially if you're if you're early in the journey of your business uh, these are things that will create the foundation for your business and i've been doing this a long time we're doing this uh over 10 years and i've found a surprisingly number of businesses and business owners who are several years into their business and sometimes even successful uh relatively and they don't have a good handle on this stuff so i thought we'd just take today uh to go into this a little bit like i said if you have other questions or other thoughts uh that you want to interject in the conversation feel free to do that because i'm just here by myself today uh riffing without miles so uh, the first thing we're going to talk about is like I said is that uh, buying cycle uh, you know if you want, if you want to call it that sales process uh, some people call it but just what happens when you take a customer from zero to 60 you know what happens when you take somebody from all the way that I have no idea who you are I've never heard of my canvas business before to I'm doing business every day with my can um, is that process a week? Is it a month? Is it a year? You know, that's the first thing that we really need to have a handle on is how long is our buying funnel? How long is our sales process? Because the rest of what we're going to do is going to be extremely dependent on that answer to that question. Um, and a lot of that has to do with your business category. And you can find that out by studying your business category, studying the habits of the consumers in that category. Uh, you know, somebody who is has a fast food restaurant and they're open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, well, they have an opportunity to sell to sell to somebody three times a day. And there are plenty of fast food customers who eat fast food every single day. So in, in, that, in that category, it's a relatively short window. Uh, we're talking about time-wise. That's our, our buying funnel. Somebody could hear about us driving down the street, see a billboard, I'm hungry, turn in, go to the drive-thru, order a whatever meal, and boom, we got ourselves a customer. Uh, If you're buying a car or you're buying a home or you're buying some sort of major purchase that only happens 5, 10, maybe 15 years uh, down the road for somebody in terms of how often they buy the product. Well, then that's a huge, long buying funnel. And you're going to approach that completely 180 degrees opposite of what we did uh, with the fast food example. So that's the first critical piece of information that we need to understand as the buying habits of our customer and and how often we're able to sell to them was a reasonable amount of time that we could sell to them again and again and again in the future. Uh, And then once we understand that, then we can really kind of plan out, okay, what's an effective funnel for us? And like I said before, the word funnel today, it it really gets thrown around a lot, especially in uh, digital advertising, digital marketing, Somewhat of a negative connotation with it uh, because there's so many, I don't want to say chop shops. I guess, for lack of a better term, out there, but uh, less than credible agencies out there who are really just kind of reselling uh, some sort of funnel. There's ClickFunnels, you know, all kinds of different branded automated funnels out there, uh, and I'm not disparaging those. Uh, and and you know, I, there's nothing wrong with using those if you're using those correctly. Uh, I think that some of those automated funnel uh, softwares are actually really good. Uh, if, if used properly, uh, my only pushback on it is a lot of people don't understand the psychology behind the funnel. They don't understand what we're about to discuss here. And so they're just, they're letting the automation do all the work for them. And so it's a much lazier way uh, to go about setting up your funnel, uh, especially if you're paying somebody else to do it for you and you really don't have your hands on it and understand what's happening. So. We don't use uh, automated software to create our funnels with our clients. You know, we do everything uh, organically. I guess you could say, and just build everything from scratch, uh, customized and tailored to each individual client, each individual client's campaigns. But that's not to say that you couldn't use those uh, those other products effectively. So I just wanted to get that out of there, out of the way. Uh, but you know, what I'm going to talk about is more uh, from uh, the business school. Uh, theory of funnels and you know, if, if you have an if you have an MBA out there, you know This is probably gonna be a little bit of a boring talk for you. But like I said, I find business owners all the time uh, Some of them very well educated who don't that maybe they understand this they certainly understand it, but they don't apply it uh, properly in their business so People have different uh, approaches on what they want to include in a in a sales funnel or, or a buying funnel uh, I usually keep mine to five steps. Sometimes if I'm going real quick and explain to somebody I do three uh, but this is generally the funnel that I teach slash use uh, when I'm talking about sales and marketing with people. Uh, as you can see, it's just five easy steps. We're going to go through them though and explain uh, what each one means. Uh, the first one, of course, is a state of unawareness. And that simply means that I have no idea who you are. I have no idea what your business does. I do not know why I'm seeing this ad or seeing it driving down the street or anything. Or if somebody mentions it to me. It has no recollection whatsoever in my recall bank of what that may mean to me, what kind of products or services it is. Uh, Obviously, this is where a lot of people are, especially if you're a brand new business, then you're totally dealing with this in the top of the funnel, uh, which of course is the hardest place to be. Uh, The next step we wanna get them to is awareness. They have some sort of idea of who we are, what we do, what our products and services are. Uh, They don't, at this point, Want to do business with us, they just, hey, you know, if you ask me what my canvas business does, I would say they build widgets uh, in Ohio or whatever it is. Uh, you have a baseline understanding or a baseline awareness. Uh, the next stage is understanding. This is when I've been exposed to enough of your marketing message that not only do I know who you are, but I really understand what your products and services are and, you know, who maybe you're even targeting. And maybe I'm even in that kind of decision-making mode of is this something that I could use? Uh, The next step is when we get to that decision-making mode, yes, this is conviction. This is the stage where I know that my Canvas widget can fix my problem. And the next time that I'm at the store or I'm online or I have the ability fund-wise to buy it, I'm going to get that widget and I'm going to start using it. And then, of course, the last Part of the funnel is the fun part, that's the action, and that's where we make the money. That's when the the cash register is ringing, that is when the customer is actually doing business with us. So, going back to what we talked about uh, a little bit before with the timeline, as you can see, if I have the fast food example, I could go through this whole funnel, like I said, just driving down the street. If I see a sign, whoa, they have burgers, I'm hungry, I don't know what this place is, let's go in and try it, right? And with, uh, with restaurants, especially with fast food, that happens a lot. Uh, it's a relatively short uh, window of the buying phone. Again, if I have a car, uh, whether it be a, a manufacturer or a dealer, uh, it's a whole other ballgame, game, right? Uh, it's much, much longer. And I could be in these stages for a long, long time. And so the reason we have to understand that is to tie this back into our marketing, is we have to understand how to talk to the client, how to talk to our customer, how to talk to our audience, and we have to understand where they are, and we have to be talking usually to people at different parts of the funnel at the same time, uh, and that's where things get get a little bit complicated. Uh, but first of all, we have to know where our main core audience is. And again, like I said, if you're a new business, if you're a new product, uh, well, then everybody's at the top of the funnel, and so you're wasting your time, and more importantly, you're wasting your money. Trying bottom of the funnel conversion tactics, right? You know, if we haven't built any value, we haven't built any understanding, we haven't built any conviction with the clients, with, with our audience, then we're wasting a whole lot of time and money if that's where we start. If we start out with "buy now," you know, uh, you know, twenty percent off, buy now, you know, buy one get one, you know, call now, click here, have a doubt, you know, all these strong call to actions. Those are to make conversions. Uh, and if you want you know, a really simpler way to think about this funnel, the easiest way to think about it is awareness, consideration, uh, conversion, right? If you just want three steps, okay, we can, we can simple it down to that. Like I said, I, I use five. Uh, but, you know, uh, and this is a mistake that I see people make all the time, is that the majority of their audience is still on the top of the funnel. And they're doing bottom of the funnel conversion tactics. Um, And sometimes I see the other way. Sometimes I see people who have been, I saw somebody somebody the other day was running an ad on Facebook. And I went and I clicked on um, the page transparency tab, which we talked about on the show before. You can can see anybody's ads now uh, that's running on Facebook. And they've been running an ad that's bottom of the funnel, it's the same ad. A really, it's a really—it was really terrible too. I mean, it was—it was a call now, call to action, ad that was the only line that said "call now" for blah, and there was no call now button. And they've been running it for over a year, and that was the only thing that they were running. So this is a perfect example of what I mean by they haven't done any of the steps in the top of the middle of the funnel, and they're spending money trying to do a bottom-of-the-funnel conversion action without moving anybody through the top and the middle of the funnel first. And it, it's, it was a, a successful uh, company. So, you know, like small company, local company, but uh, relatively successful. Uh, so it, it kind of blows my mind, uh, the, 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 you know, and it makes me wonder how much money they're actually leaving on the table uh, if they came up with a marketing plan that took people through that through that process. So that that's what we want to that's what we want to set up here, and that's why we want to understand uh, this funnel process. And, and, and like I said, there's nothing wrong with with running a conversion ad if you have people down here. But you also need to be still putting people on the top of the funnel at the same time. It, you know, it, it, very rarely are we able to just concentrate on one of these. Like I said, unless we're a new business, unless we're a new product, something like that, and just we have to then only be worried about top of the funnel. But a really good marketing campaign, a really good solid marketing campaign is gonna be addressing each one of these stages. They're gonna be addressing top of the funnel, they're gonna be addressing the middle of the funnel, and they're gonna be addressing the bottom of the funnel continually. And we're gonna be able to track and contextualize our messages to those people where they are in the funnel. Uh, and And that's the whole point of spending the time in order to understand this. So, Hopefully that gives you a little bit of a, of a base understanding of, of why we need to at least have this conversation. Um, you know, like I said, this is completely customized for each individual person. You know, it depends on the buying habits uh, of your category, the buying habits of your consumer base. And so I can't, you know, just throw out, oh hey, here's what you should do, here's here's how you should tie this back into your marketing. Uh, because I may give you some wrong advice depending on if you have a really short, really long, or in between. Uh, buying funnel here and where you are where your customers are in that stage but I'd be happy to uh, if you want to send us an email uh, if you want to send me a dm I'd be happy to set up a half hour you know consultation call uh, with you and just start that process going over that uh, for you specifically in your business of how you can figure out what my timeline is on my buying funnel what my buying funnel looks like where my customers are in that funnel and then how to reverse engineer that into an effective marketing campaign to communicate with those people i guess like i said contextually in each stage of the funnel that they're at and we always want to be putting people back in the top even as we're pulling people out through the bottom of the funnel um, very rarely do we just want to focus on one end of the funnel again unless you're a new business uh or unless you have um, you know, really strict uh Budget. You know, if you're on a really tight budget, which a lot of people are these days, then for that reason, it may make sense to focus on uh, one aspect of the budget. Uh, this example that I gave you before definitely budget was not uh, a limiting factor. So, if you if you have any questions on that, um, send us an send us an email, or like I said, just drop a, a comment uh, there in the uh, comment section. If you're getting some value out of this, uh, give us a share, give us a like. Give us a heart. uh, Give us some comments. Let let us know how you're doing and what you're you're applying in your business, uh, how you're applying your sales funnel and your buying funnel uh, to your marketing campaign for your business. Uh, And then the last kind of subject that I wanted to go over here, uh, talking about sales today and how it ties back into marketing, uh, if anybody's just joining us, um, is uh, your, your marketing bridge. And again, this is something that, you know, they harp on a lot in business school, but I think uh, outside of business school, sometimes uh, entrepreneurs and business people, when they start getting into the nitty gritty, uh, this is stuff that starts to slip away. They, they, you know, not that they don't understand it, not that they can't do it, they just, they, they lack a little bit of focus on it. And it's really, really, really important. So the way I describe a marketing uh, bridge to people is this is basically what connects all your messages that you're putting out in social media, in your advertising, in your branding, uh, in the everything, you know, in the, the signage, the look, the feel uh, that they get uh, when they're on site at your establishment or when they go to your website or something like that. and And, and then how that actually connects to the experience that they get being a customer. So, how that gets when they go into your restaurant and what kind of service do they get? Was the food quick? Was it fast? You know, uh, was the waiter waitress friendly? You know, was the table clean? Was the bathroom clean, right? And all of this connects back to the marketing and the branding and the imaging that you're putting out there to the public. And this is something that you should be constantly auditing, constantly monitoring, and making sure that what I'm putting out to the public message-wise is actually being um, realized by the customer on the other end. Whether that's a virtual experience or an in-person experience, it's equally as important that those match up. Uh, you know, we don't want to be telling people that we are uh, the most, you know, most family-friendly, warm, um, uh, kid-friendly atmosphere, you know, friendliest service in town. And we don't want that to be our big branding push. And we're spending all this marketing money on it. And then people go there, and it's a bunch of college kids getting slammed drunk, and you know there's bikers hanging out in the parking lot. Uh, people are doing drugs in the bathroom, right? Not family friendly, okay? So that would be a huge, huge, you know, blow uh, to a marketing campaign. And and most of the of the you know most of the things aren't that obvious. I mean, obviously, I'm using this example to kind of uh, contrast my point here. That's usually something that's much more subtle. Uh, so. What, what, what you have to do really is you have to get another pair of eyes or a, a pair of eyes that you really trust uh, in order to, to help you monitor this stuff uh, because a lot of people suffer from small business person's disease and they're trying to see the, the trying to read the label on the inside of the bottle, right? They're trying to see how the customer perceives their business while inside the business running it. It's not the best vantage point. You know, you're going to be skewed. And so you need to have either people that you trust uh, or you need to have a really good, you know, uh, auditing system set up in place and so that you're getting qualified data and feedback that you can make sure that uh, your marketing bridge is on point. And there's a couple different ways to go about that. You know, there's uh, secret shoppers, you know, and things like that, that you can use uh, reviews. You know, I know we get into the weeds a lot uh, with reviews and all the negative people uh, that, that just kind of spout their negative energy on the reviews and really skewed probably. Uh, but you've, you've got to take that feedback, you know, uh, customer management, reputation management, you know, some of the things that we offer, which uh, are part of the free toolkit. If you go on wildmanweb.com, you can get some of these tools for free and start using them and start seeing what people are saying about your business. Uh, that is going to be the best way for you to uh, really see, um, what's going on inside your business and how it's relating back to your marketing and are people actually experiencing what you're telling them that they're going to experience? Because I would rather tell people that we're a trashy biker bar and have them experience that than tell people we're a friendly family restaurant and then have them experience the opposite, right? If you're setting up people for the right expectations, there's not going to be nearly as much um, negative feedback on the backside and who knows, people, some people may find that niche audience, that people who want a dirty biker bar. So you really wanna make sure that everything you're doing in terms of your marketing bridge is lining up with expectations of reality. Uh, and that's that's pretty much uh, you know, what I wanted to go over uh, for today as far as sales and marketing goes. Again, if you guys have some questions on this, uh, feel free to send me an email. It's Mike at uh, Web and uh, .com, of course. And then you can follow us right there as you see Wildman Web. That is our tag on all of our social platforms. Uh, And if you want to sign up for our new upcoming email list, which hopefully will be going out this week, fingers crossed, uh, you can do that and send us an email at askwildman at wildmanweb.com. Again, I apologize for anybody who sent an email asking us a question this week to that email address. Miles will be back next week. and the dynamic duo will be answering all of your questions uh, that we may have missed this week so my apologies on that um but yeah miles is uh is out in colorado so we wish him well he'll be back next week at this same great time same great channel uh if you guys did get some value though out of this sales and marketing talk today uh please give us a share give us a like give us a heart uh, leave a comment there and let us know again what what are you doing in your business Uh, how is your marketing funnel going and how are you using your buying process in order to optimize your marketing? We'll just go over one more time there, but this is the the funnel that I use. Uh, Awareness, unawareness, awareness, understanding, conviction, and action. Uh, The key here is to set up your marketing strategy. So you're talking to people at all points of the funnel and you're always moving people through the top of the funnel down to the bottom and just recycle 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 uh, and always be uh, you know when people get down to the bottom of the funnel too don't leave those people hanging uh, that's also a great opportunity for up sales for referrals uh, and for people to you know share your content follow your content and get you more uh, sales that way so if you have any other questions reach out to me I'd be happy to talk about sales whenever and how you can tie that back into your marketing I uh, hope you all have a great week. And we'll see you right back here uh, with Miles next week on the Ask Wildman Web Show. Talk to you later. Thanks for listening to Ask Wildman. Send us a question for next week's show at Wildman at wildmanweb.com.